Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 125 of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm here with Tim, who's sipping King's Coast out of a really cool mug. I couldn't see what it said on it. It just says Colorado. It's very nice. Oh, look at that. I love I love a good, a good buck. Yeah, I'm drinking some Mando Mocha right now. Oh. <laughs> Print the bag. <laughs> Get sued by Disney. Wee wee. This is the way. How many it's times did a- we say that at PAX this weekend? This is the way. Um, every time we saw a Mandalorian, we did. Even like when stupid shit happened, when we were like just we just we used this, this is, is the, the way. way a lot. PAX is like great. When the- when the power hungry volunteer walked by you when you were mid drinking water, and they were like, "Could you put your mask back on?" <laughs> I was literally drinking water. He was had it in his mouth. And Tim looks at him like, am I not allowed to take my mask off to drink? And then when the guy walked away, I said, Tim, you should be like a Mandalorian and just pick the bottom of the mask. <laughs> and that's have when you, we this Have you removed way. your mask, Tim Havelock? <laughs> then you are Mandalorian no more. <laughs> Although after this week's episode, but we'll get into that later. Um... Cool. Well, uh, what, yeah, what, what, Mando Mocha? You said you're drinking. Yeah, it's it's literally just an espresso, and then I. Uh, Is it made in... from beans from the mines of Mandalore? Yeah, so it's got cocoa <laughs> and uh, fake brown sugar, and then a shot of our bow breaker. There's the Mando Mocha. Did you brew it with the living waters? <laughs> Keeping me alive this morning, I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't even know what I'm drinking. I didn't look at the the bag when I. Uh... Yeah, but you know, you know what you should be drinking here in a couple of days, Kevin, is our Kona coffee. Kona, straight from not Mandalore, Hawaii. Yep, coming, uh, coming to you hot from the islands. Kona, yeah, I got the uh, the order for the beans yesterday, so they uh, are on their their way to New York. But yeah, if you want to uh, hit that Kona, don't say we didn't warn you because this is what happens. We say it on the show, and you're like, I didn't listen to Star Wars Scotch till Saturday. I didn't know about the Kona. If you were part of Kings Club, you'd know about the Kona. You wouldn't have to wait till the advertisement on the show. So mm-hmm. kingscoastcoffee.com. Go join the Kings Club. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. Bada, bada, ba. Boom. Bang. Boom. Bop. Also, GCX is coming. And the Star Wars stuff for GCX is ramping up. That's all I'm going to say. I uh, had some great conversations. Well, I could I could say this. It hasn't been advertised, but Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained are coming back. They had such a great time last year. Nice. They will be back, uh, and um, we'll uh, have them in a much more official capacity uh, than we did previously. They'll be part of the Star Wars and Scotch panel again. 
Um, but that that's to say they are not the only ones. Smile. Uh, so make sure you get your uh, GCX tickets, gcxevent.com, Orlando, Florida, Rosen Shingle Creek, August 4th and 5th of 2023. We are very, very excited and hope to meet you there. You can uh, challenge Tim to a lightsaber duel. No. All right, you're not allowed to challenge Tim to. No, because it would just be a bunch of it'd be it would be a bunch of just like people trying to convince me to take my shirt off, just, like uh, t- like Taron Malikos in um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, just, exactly. Just be up. Yeah. GCXEvent.com. Maybe you'll see Tim with his shirt off. No, no guarantees. You won't. Don't no. Don't see that. You gotta bait them, Tim. You gotta bait them. All right. Also, book your hotel room because you know what I found out? That- so we get staff rooms, and the staff rooms are $20 more than the rate that our attendees are getting. So I'm like, why would I book more staff rooms when I could just book them through our own block? Save $20 per room. Yeah, so you're in cheaper rooms than me. G6event.com. Wow. You want to knock Bad Batch out of the way? Get the emotional damage out of here? Or you just... Did you cry? Because I cried. I got teared up and Hunter grabbed my leg like this. I think it was Hunter? the first time. Hunter? Hunter? I think it was the first time that my son has had characters that he kind of goes along with for the ride for a while and has experienced death in that manner. So I'm not sure. I had to talk about it. I was like, are you all right with, with tech? And he's like, I don't. Yeah, he just he just died to save them. And I was like, he, he did sacrifice. So, uh, yeah, tech's dead. Uh, maybe not because, and I'll say this. And then I'll leave it alone because I, I don't 100% believe what I'm about to say. But Hemlock did say this is all salvage and through the goggles. Yeah, I don't I think Hunter. he's dead. I think he's dead too, but I think the glimmer of hope is there that that was all they could find of him. Um, if anyone was going to survive a fall from that height, it was Tech. And what figure if he out. becomes a death trooper? That was my second thing, <laughs> and I was getting into that that they they might walk his ass out as as the first death trooper now there was a couple things in in this with that summit that summit was a pretty big deal in the world of star wars lore so if you don't watch bad batch you might want to at least watch the last few episodes i mean watch the whole season so you can get context but at minimum these two episodes had a lot so the summit was basically a meeting of a bunch of the imperial they were a mix they weren't moths they weren't admirals general it was just a group uh krennic was there he wasn't director yet he was still commander uh mm-hmm. from rogue one director krennic commander krennic please bring up all the information you have on project stardust and i was like i know that i was like leo i know that i, I know that <laughs> uh so uh we, we we heard that which was Okay, we know the Death Star. At first, I thought they were looking at the Death Star, but they weren't. It was just like domed plans. Yeah, that was really strange um, how they had like this dome, and then like all the plans, like everything they were talking about was like on the dome. It was it was a very strange way to to do a briefing. But hey, Star Wars. So yeah, I, thought it was um, good. I mean, like I thought that episode was great. Um, the first like part one, I did watch both parts. Okay, for all of those amazing people that had to come into my chat to remind me that there's two episodes. Um. Yeah, I thought like the first, the first one was just, really good. Was that the same? It wasn't the same planet as Solo, was it? With the train cars. 
No, I looked it up. It's not. Um, it reminded me so much of Solo with the train robbery. No, it's been in Legends. It's Tarkin's home planet. Uh, where where are we at again? Sorry. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I want to say I repeat. I, I, repe I repeated it like four times to see if I could remember it, and I forgot it. I wanted. I want to say enchilada, but I know that's not the name. That's of not the right. Iriadu. Iriadu. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to my it, home planet, enchilada. So they they talk about Iriadu in the High Republic. They talk about it in the Old Republic games. They like mm -hmm. it's just a planet that's been talked about a lot. So I think this might be the first time we're seeing it. I didn't see anything in Wikipedia that said otherwise. Maybe in some comics or anything, but it, it is a planet that's discussed a lot. And going back to the Bad Batch and selling merchandise and whatnot before. The Bad Batch, who are the coolest troopers? Probably the Republic Commandos. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah. Can we just can we just acknowledge the fact they have leaned so heavy into commandos? There's commandos everywhere. In like Did you notice the commando had a clone voice too? Yes. And there was also, and then like the shock trooper that didn't have the clone voice. And so it was just like I, I really like how they have recognized that the Republic Commandos are still like one of the coolest looking uh just like bodies in in the star wars universe when it comes to military forces it just looks so cool and they they have like this this presence to them but prior to bad batch they were the coolest now i would say the bad batch are the coolest you know clone troopers troopers whatever soldiers we have oh, armor wise yeah. even just aesthetically maybe not from a formation you know i, mean, I don't know Dude, they've got, do you remember those energy blades that would come out of their their, their wrists you could use as a melee weapon oh dude that yeah. was so good and the shield, mm -hmm. uh, but Hunter has that shield, doesn't he? I think I'm pretty so. Pretty sure he has. That. I, like, I'm gonna be honest. I has. Maybe, yeah. There might be an energy shield. I honestly don't remember. Uh, but you know, Bad Badge from from a merchandising and, and whatnot standpoint, they're cooler than the Republic Commandos. Plus, there's yeah. no notable Republic Commandos outside of the ones right. we played in Republic Commando who are not canon anymore. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. So, but uh, yeah, I, I also enjoy how they've been leaning into them heavy, which. I want to see some live action ones in in the next uh, same few episodes of uh, either Mando or Soka. But um, yeah, so wrapping up Bad Batch, I really do think we're headed somewhere with all of this. I think it's going to you know continue to connect dots to the larger universe. Yeah. I think there's more to Omega than you know just Nalase. I keep saying Lanase. It's Nalase. Nalase's. That was uh, Lama Sue. Awesome. I don't the 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 the, the Kaminoan names I always get messed up. It's so the much. tall Kaminoan that they have in custody, the one that isn't uh, dead, the the cloning master. Um, you know, I don't think it's just the prize. I think there's something there, and I don't think I'm curious to know if Hemlock knows that he has Omega's sister. Um, and yeah. my sister does that just mean clone? Because all the clones say they're brothers. I, I think it's I think it's just because she's a clone. And I, remember, if you watch the beginning of like the the what happened before, like the intro, and Omega was talking to one of the clones, and she was like, "You're a oh, she was talking to Cody, I think, when she was like, "You're a V one," and he was like, "Yeah, you can tell by like the wrinkles and stuff." And I was like, "I wonder if that was a play in on on like that." Yeah, it's like recognizing that she was older than Omega. We shall see. Anything else then to wrap up this uh, season two of Bad Batch? Because I think... Uh, yeah, F Sid. What a bitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew it. When she I went like to was hand, coming. When she went to hand record the drink, mm -hmm. she was acting weird. Yeah. She doesn't give stuff for free. Mm -mm. Everything has a price. And I'm like, something's off here. And yeah. then I remembered 
she said, you know, the bounty on your head when she threatened him before they went to Pabu. Uh-huh. Uh, and then once that that Star Destroyer rolled in, I was like, oh, Sid sold their asses out. Yeah. Did you see how her face, though, when she took the money? It was, that was terrible. like straight up Judas from the Bible. She looked <laughs> terrible. She was like, I can't believe I did this. So maybe yeah. this will be like, maybe that gives Sid like the opportunity to come back. Because, I mean, I don't feel like she's a character they're going to get rid of. So. No, and I can see Fee being like involved in helping them too. A because of what happened at Tech. That's oh, she had a huge crush on her or on him. Yeah, and, like, she was like. I love how he did. Chewy. I love how he didn't. He didn't catch it at all. Like, don't don't go find any pirates or smugglers out there while you're gone. He's like, I won't. <laughs> She's like, that's not what I mean. This <laughs> this mission, we should be able to avoid that, <laughs> given the nature of this mission. I think is what he said. <laughs> I was like, Boy. oh, tech, that would yeah. just right, right over the head. head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, I get, and again, you know, we lost Crosshair in season one. And we have the potential to get him back. It could be, you know, tech may have. I don't know, man. They, they like literally just like seeing like the tech merch and stuff makes me feel like he's going to come back. I think it's just a really good way to hook you in for the next season because you want to know what happened don't you i do yeah i'm i'm I mean, like i'm i kevin i so because there was two episodes i started watching the first episode in um in the car mm-hmm. and i'm in the parking lot of the gym in the gym crying my eyes out because like because tech just died and i'm like i can't i can't go in there with tears in my eyes um and like i because like i felt so bad for for omega and like and wrecker like i mean like just like that whole scene like that like that whole thing of sacrifice was just like it was so intense but it was very monumental and it's just a, it's going to be a catalyst um you know that's definitely going to set them off just like losing crosshair was the catalyst to set them off in the first one it was like we got to get him back so like there's going to be either like a revenge arc for hunter and he's going to go nuts and he's going to want to just kill all of them or it's going to be it's going to be that like that that binding moment that really like just like brings them all together and like they'll have this like this moment of like mourning like crosshair comes back and like we lost tech and then he's gonna feel like shit and they get omega back and it's just gonna be like this thing so i i'm i'm really intrigued to see which way they go because they've definitely left multiple paths open to see like where we can end up with the bad batch but um, also tech might be in in hemlock's custody too he could have been lying i Tech is the person that always ends up running all of... He's a lot like Doctor Strange, right? I ran like six billion different possibilities and this was the only option. Like that's Mm -hmm. very much so like how Tech operates. And I would assume that like he understood the risk of making that sacrifice, but I would assume there's also that self-preservation in there too. Like there's a reason why he fell through the clouds and we didn't see him go all the way down to the ground and explode. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's... like I feel like cinematically to tell the story, like there was a reason why he punch through the clouds and we don't know what happened to him it leaves that question mark there it allows you to just like what we're doing right now theory crafts it allows people to make videos and like all these things you know and just really sit there and wonder what happened to tech so like, yep. it was it was well done it was really good and all i can say is screw you dave filoni for more emotional damage because you're just really good at it and um who hurt you sir that's really my question is what happened that is a terrific question. <laughs> before we go to the break and then talk about Mando, I did want to bring up right before we started, uh, someone uh, snapped a little uh, footage uh, from the set of Andor season two um, in Spain, Spain, 
uh, where they're filming. And uh, the, the quick scene that we see seems like Mon Mothma. Would you say she's she's not running away, but she seems perturbed no, they by whatever? Look like they are in a hurry. It looks like they are being maybe followed by an ISB agent. Something, uh, something is Andor going on. It's Andor next, Mon yeah, Mothma. next to Mon Mothma, and they're talking. You can tell, like, you can see, like, it's honest to God. It was a whoever whoever snuck on set or whoever has a high power camera and is able to capture that. Uh, good on you because you can you can see them like hurrying and looking and like there was a lot of like, even just body language you could tell there was some urgency to what they were doing so yeah i'm really intrigued to see what happens I, here's my here's my theory her husband screws her over he sells her out he finds out there's something going on he goes to the isb and then isb agents start tailing him because cassian goes to he goes to coruscant with luthan and and then he, they they have to go talk to mon mothma or something man there. that'll really screw up our uh our double agent theory for her husband <laughs> <laughs> oh no i definitely no no he's just he's just no he's just putzing around dude he's he nah nah he's nothing more than just a one, rich right? he's just a rich idiot i like i liked it i thought it was a fun one. Oh, no well. it's a good one well, but i think i think he sells him out yeah I mean, it makes the most sense so. he doesn't love her i don't love you all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna dive into mando because there's a lot to unpack there we'll be right back Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and we are back season three episode five of the mandalorian this episode was directed by our our uh our favorite director tim Bryce is it Bryce Dallas Dallas Howard? Howard? Yes, I figured as much because the combat was like the aerial combat was so good. Fantastic, dude. All that entire this episode, if I see anyone bitch about how it's not how it doesn't like make them happy, this was a fan service episode through and through. Like all of this was just fun. It was so cool, but there was a lot of there's a lot of world building in this episode too. Again, they've done a great job of servicing both sides of the fandom. The people who really love the storytelling and want to know more about Star Wars in general and just love the universe. And then the people who do really give a, a flying crap about the storytelling, but they really just like the Mandalorian and all that stuff. So this episode does a great job. Uh, we get to learn about the pirate nation and how they're just they're apparently just uh, they're attacking the mid rim that they, they make the comment that like. Even the New Republic can't even protect the mid-rim from the Pirate Nation, which I thought was fantastic. Which then, Kevin, I think this still continues to build on the idea of um, our friend coming back. Hondo? Yeah, I think Hondo. I think, I think Hondo Anaka could end up coming back. 
Um, I know I, it would also make sense for Ahsoka's show. So most definitely. And and can we just uh, speaking of Ahsoka, can we talk about Zeb for just one second? Yeah, uh, I was going to start there. So uh, you know, we, we, the attack happens and grief goes to our good friend played by Paul Sun Young Lee uh, Carstiva. Uh, good old new republic pilot and and again the apathetic attitude of the new republic just shines and everything that happens in 789 makes makes way more sense now because they're like how could they just give it up in 20 years and we're like oh because you're doing stupid stuff like this uh but yeah so he gets the message and uh before you know it uh our good friend zeb from rebels is just there walking Dude, a live action Lass- okay first off a live action lasat was Number just one. sick was just awesome i was like that could be zeb and then he opens his mouth and i'm like ah it's zeb and it makes so much sense it makes so much sense like look at how zeb was in in rebels you know pilot he he was you know freedom fighter all this stuff it would make sense for him to join up with the new republic and continue on after the fall of the empire when we see him like the, the last time in rebels and so it's really cool that they kept his character in there, which gives me a lot of hope for Ahsoka that we'll see Zeb because I would assume he's flying under the command of Hera. I would assume Hera is is somewhere involved in that um, that squadron, whatever he called them, um, uh, Achilles, or it started with an A. Um, but whatever whatever oh, their yeah. whatever their group is called, um, it wouldn't surprise me that Hera is somehow involved because Zeb is there. Um, and it would it would make sense that those two would be working together. So I was that in of itself that little that little piece right there was so impactful. Uh, it, it and it gives me a lot of hope for what we're gonna see in Ahsoka. So that was that was a really fun little little teaser for Rebels fans out there. I think that was the first Ahsoka seed planted in the show because we know Most they like definitely. to kind of lead to the next show in certain ways. So mm-hmm. that's the first one. Obviously, we know we're gonna see Sabine and possibly Thrawn and possibly Ezra and possibly according to the internet Ahsoka is in an episode this season I forget how it was confirmed that doesn't surprise, that doesn't surprise me but Ahsoka is in an episode this season so I would assume that's also the, the gateway to Sabine Thrawn Ezra if we see all of them I'm not saying we will I would say I would think that Thrawn is not just going to be easily placed in there if we do see Thrawn this season no. it's probably the post credits scene at the end of the season. It might be like a Thanos thing where like they show a hand or maybe I just guess like I his... have to do it myself. So, something. I think there's something <laughs> there where like they'll, they, if they, if they blow their load at it with all of this, all of Ahsoka in Mando, that would be, I think that would be poor. I think it would be a poor choice. I think they'll, I think they're very strategic with how they go about introducing characters. And I think that they could treat Thrawn like a Thanos, like they did with Marvel, whereas like it was like every once in a while at the end credits we would get a little taste of what's to come. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it it, it 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 all comes down to how they position Thrawn as well. Like we don't know if he is going to be positioned as the bad guy. Um, you know, is he is he off doing something else again? Like the the Thrawn the Thrawn question mark is just so juicy, man, because there's so many possibilities with him. So I'm excited for that. um so yeah so we will uh, uh <laughs> sorry i lost my train of thought because ben sent a message that was kind of important and i know the answer but i'll type afterwards um but uh yeah so that was the first easter egg for ahsoka we'll see what happens i'm yeah. assuming we see probably mostly everybody before the end of the season i think I'm, more importantly I, if they if they give ezra i there's there's no way kevin i 
I think well, I think Thrawn we, I think is in it. A, that means. But why would separated. we get Thrawn? I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight you to the end of this. I just I th- I here's my okay. Kevin thinks we're gonna see the entire Rebels cast. I think we're gonna see it. We're gonna see definitely Sabine. It makes sense because Bo Katan's gonna go find all the Mandalorians. So if, so it would make sense for Sabine to show up because she is one of the Mandalorians that are out there. Hera makes so much sense. Be, and then Zeb, I think that's great too. And the only way that that that. I don't think I don't I don't think that Ezra's gonna show up. I feel like that is something that you have to use for Ahsoka. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We saw the Purgle, so I think that I was the know. first hint. Zeb would be the second hint. Anywho. We'll see. Um so Navarro getting attacked. Not surprising. I knew what the ship was immediately when it went into orbit with the painting and everything. I was like, oh, here's our friend. Plus in the recap. They sure they, they literally I mean like they pretty much tell you the entire like story of what this this episode is going to be in the, in the, yeah, like, the so opening credits. Rolling pirates, blah 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 blah. Okay, the call goes out for help. Blah 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 blah. We got past that. Then we get the really crazy scene on Coruscant, where uh, with Tim Meadows. First of all, awesome to see him. Uh, and then our our good friend. I forget their name, their designation. But yeah, they are they are now just known as like like uh, Officer G nine four two or something like that. Like whatever, I forget what what she was being. I love how Tia looks at the badge, and then decides to pick a fight. Dude, they were constantly just 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 little pokes at each other, which I thought he knows he knows not to trust her. He knows that that's bullshit. I, I so it's, it's he also so... said the thing about Gideon right in front of her on purpose. Yeah, yeah. All of that was just really crazy. And it really, and it comes going back to what you were talking about in the last trilogy of like, how did the New Republic let this happen? Like, the whole idea of them being like order and doing everything the right way is all it's doing is just kicking them in the ass. Oh, all yeah. of their all of their protocols and all of these things that they're implementing, which they think is going to be better than what the Empire was doing. It's just, it's the same thing with a new, new coat of paint. It's the same bullshit. Like it's just it's all just it's all just a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit. So, so that was kind of, like that was really fun to see because it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me to like see that and they're like, oh, we've got other things we need to do." And it's just like you aren't doing anything. You're doing absolutely nothing. You're trying to do everything by the book and it's screwing you over. You're losing you're losing your hold on all of the things you worked so hard for. It's really frustrating. It is. It is. Um also, why does Navarro not have any type of... Why do none of these places have defense systems? Why is I there no ground to air? I guess it's one of the last things, you know, because he was in the beginning of the episode. About what the about Bo? She gets freaking bombed into the ground. Where was her air defenses? Like, nobody's got air defenses. It's so just frustrating to me. Anyways, I just that I found that to be very frustrating. I was like, how do you... How, how, how is it that you had no idea that this Corsair shows up in your freaking airspace... And second of all, how did you allow just to sit like hanging over your sh- over your town and you let them broadside you? I just like all of that was just like, what is going on? All right. Sativa goes to get uh, Mando when he said, you know, the I we, we tracked you through a hero of the Republic. What did R5 do <laughs> during the rebellion? Because according to us, he was stuck on Tatooine. Yeah, I thought he it must have been before we met him. Oh yeah. Oh no. It must before okay. the Jawas got him. Well, no, but what if it happened after? 
but then he got back to Tatooine. No, 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 no. No, I think I think what had happened is that he probably got he probably got sold off to somebody, and they brought him. He probably got sold off to a a, a, a rebel that was on Tatooine that was probably there, and then took him with him. I don't think I don't think Luke or any of them had anything to do with this. I think I think what happened. No, no, was, I don't think so too. I'm saying maybe he was a hero before, and then got damaged, got picked up by the Jawas, and then that's how we meet him. But then that means he would have been fighting in the Clone Wars. No, because the Rebellion was already starting before Luke. Yeah, but I, it wasn't organized. Remember, the Rebellion was a bunch of just like, it was in the shadows. There was no like official like rebels yet. So I think for like them to be like an organized, like after like Yavin, like after the Battle of Yavin, like or maybe around the Battle of Yavin, like that's where I'm thinking that like maybe like R5 got picked up and then he like, you know, he was a part of all the things leading up to Return of the Jedi. But then he he ended up back with Pelty on Tatooine. Fuck. I don't know, but R5 was up to be some crazy before. shit. I just love that he was like he's a he's a critical part <laughs> so, of all of this. Like this meme, this meme out. droid from he's episode 4. <laughs> he's such a fucking meme and he's going to end up being the strongest droid that has ever lived. He's probably got like he's probably like, like he's got like a bomb. He's probably he's got like mini nukes and stuff that we didn't know about a flamethrower like R2. He's like R2 on steroids. Yeah. But apparently and he's, R2's he's no joke. Uh, and then he screwed over Din by giving away his location, which I'm I'm sure Din had a nice long talk with R5 after the fact. R2's the uh, hero of the galaxy, so I can't imagine what R5 has done. Jeez. Hero of the Mandalorians. <laughs> so great great discussion there. I love it was kind of like favor for a favor. Like, you let me go, so I won't kill you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And then even the even the conversation that Paz Vizla had with the the, the, the convent, uh, right? Is that right? Covert. That's the right word. Covert. Uh sorry, they're not witches. Um that would like be that, a coven. Coven. Convent <laughs> is nuns. No, nuns. They're not a bunch of nuns. Um <laughs> so anyways. Um, <laughs> this is the way. Um, anywho, like that conversation was fantastic. Cause it was like, it was really cool to see Paz like go from being like this hard ass that we saw him in, um, uh, book of Boba Fett or, or Mando season two and a half. Like he had a complete change of heart because of the saving of his child. And I thought that was a really, really interesting take. And I thought that was, it was really cool to see, uh, especially like everyone rally behind the idea of being able to have a home. And no longer having to live in caves and be in the shadows, which I thought was really, really neat. So, so now I'm curious though, is like we're they're gonna have a base of operations on Navarro like they did before, but they're talking about retaking Mandalore, the retaking Mandalore. So, when he gave that speech at first, I was like, oh god, freaking Vizsla back to their up to, up to their old tricks. And then when he changed his tune, I said, oh, he's the re he's the catalyst. He's yes. the thing that the arm is going to sit there and see this and be yep. like no we can unite the clans yep and i thought in that moment like this is a great precursor to whatever happens in the next episodes i did not realize the end of this was going to lead to that basically being the initiative moving forward yeah the the armorer coming to realization that the children of the way death watch whatever they may be children of the mm -hmm. watch um are 
you have to compromise, which is what you and I said about full, like after episode one or two, we said the only way they can, they can do it is if they come and meet in the middle and, and compromise right. on certain things. Mm-hmm. So the, the initiative to showcase to the entire covert that both removing her helmet, moving on out to the stars to go find other Mandalorians, which you're hundred percent correct, leads to Sabine. But as we find out at the end of the episode, they're not the only remnants of Mandalorians still out there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, So uh, going out there and doing that, this is it. This is the moment. This is what every Star Wars fan who played the old Republic games and everything. This is what you've dreamed for when they announced that they were making a show called The Mandalorian. This is it. We are are coming up to the big moment and, and... Again, the payoff is not going to be the end of the season. I have a feeling this is an ugly, long war that is ahead of us. But we are getting to the point where you're going to see thousands of Mandalorians dropping from ships to battle, which I'm just I'm I'm my heart is pounding faster thinking about it because this is what I read in the comics this is what I read in the novels. This is what you find in all the lore pieces in Star mm-hmm. Wars, the old Republic. Like this is this is huge for me. And, you know, we saw it a little bit in Clone Wars. This is the oh, my God tim oh my god it's coming Mm -hmm. and i can't wait for it yeah i mean like just even like seeing seeing all of all of this was a great showcase of mandalorians like the the like watching them like come out of bo's ship and drop down and they looked like a freaking spec ops team like this whole like clear moving through like i watched i thought i was watching like a special forces like going through i'd love to see the behind the scenes for this episode um but like every all of all of the the pieces that they showed in this episode just really solidifies the fact that Mandalorians are probably some of the coolest people in the Star Wars universe. Well, I, was, I told Hunter, I said, I was like, have you ever seen like group of Mandalorians fight outside the show? Like in any of the games? He's like, no. I said, oh, they're like the warriors of the galaxy. And he's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I said, they used to fight the Jedi and the Sith. And he turns and looks at me like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh no, they had ways to fight them and they would duel them in hand-to-hand combat. And he's like, they're crazy. I said, I know, they're no joke. So the more <laughs> of them that get together, Hunter, the more deadly they become mm-hmm. or you know it could just be armor clearing out an entire office without even firing a blaster so bolt. awesome dude <laughs> i mean like just all of it was great like this episode was just like a fun watch it was when she so good. threw the hammer hunter goes she, Ooh, that, that she hurt. uses the she uses the the, the caliper she yes. like grabs the guy and just rips him down and then hits him with the hammer i mean like all of that that felt like vikings that felt like like watching like ragnar going through and just like just ripping people up it was just that's so what mandos cool, are man it was They're awesome space vikings the space that's vikings. what they are it was so good like just like i like yeah, I, I feel good about this episode because they they just they hit all the marks really really well. Um, we get to the end with like Navarro knowing that you know we're gonna we're gonna see more Mandalorians. This is gonna become like a base of operations for Mandalorians, which makes a lot of sense. We're in the outer yep. rim, you know, we're kind of like in that wild space area where like we're close to Mandalore in that sense. And so for them to operate out of here, it's like that's perfect. That's great because then it gives, was- it gives us more reasons to have like Karga show up more and. That was the easiest decision Grief Karga's ever made. Not just because they saved the town, because who the hell is going to attack Navarro he, now? Yeah, but right, exactly. <laughs> like, like it was super smart because he knows that he wanted it to be a free place of trade. He wanted, he didn't want the the New Republic or the New Empire to like have any type of control here, and so he knows he needs someone to help protect his city 
from more incursions like that. But how do we do it in a way that doesn't allow anybody to really take control? And the Mandalorians are a great way that like they they are going to be his peacekeepers now, which is fantastic. The the dog fighting in this episode was awesome. Um, Vane got away. I think that's a poignant piece to to Hondo coming back to is Vane got away. Uh, the salvage they'll get from Gorian ship will probably make the city prosper like so much. Oh yeah, even more so than they were before because they think how many goodies are on that a pirate ship. Yeah, that thing's loaded. I, uh, plus the parts alone and whatnot. Um, I could also see. Could you see the Mandalorians rebuilding that as their first, like the first piece of their fleet? Sure, most definitely. They need ships. They even said so, that they said they don't have any ships, and they can't just keep using. That. They can't just keep using Bo's transporter. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna work, and then you've got Mando's N one. Like that's literally all they have. So of course, for them to like have like a, a salvage yard ship that's like all derelict and it's broken up and whatnot, and then you can just repair it with the Corsair, or what if they just bring the Corsair back up online? I mean, like, yeah, I crash landed and stuff, but like, what if that becomes like their operating ship? Like that is gonna be the first of many for their armada. You know, like I mean, like there's a lot of opportunities here, which is super cool. I also really just like I'm gonna keep on saying Star Citizen, just like as a gamer, and like that's the only game that I have that like has like starships and stuff. But like seeing like the snub fighters like just like pull off from like the landing bay that was like all opened up on the top of the ship. Like I really appreciate just how much detail they're really giving these ships and they're allowing them to just like be these really cool pieces. Like the Pirate King ship was really cool. You got to see the deck, you got to see the hangers and just like the snub fighters flying around. And just like they've really put a lot of effort into the things that always got us hooked in star wars the dog fighting in star wars has always been one of those key things that they've always had and it was really yep. cool just to see them expand on this with mando yeah it, it, it um i i didn't realize i thought once they were going to navarro that we weren't going to get much substance it might have been an action episode and then i was like all right baseball all right bo's gonna go out there great and then it cut again and i was like credits oh no not credits okay here yeah. we go yeah, where are kyler, we going kyler went is it over and then it went to the next one i was like nope there's still more so they have they have gone out of their way this entire season through the first five episodes to make sure that we know two things one mm-hmm. that there is a huge rumor that um moff gideon never made it to his trial right and give you the feeling that the new republic is covering it up for morale and lo and behold, yep. you know, thank you, Captain Tiva, for verifying that we were right. Now, yeah, when 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 we before we go into theories, because I know you and I are going to have fun mm-hmm. with this part. When when the ship op- when when he's exploring it and he sends the probe, which was the coolest little probe um, in there. You're assuming the same thing I am. Imperials, maybe, you know, death troopers, something breach hull, vacuum seal got him out, disconnected, left them to die, right? That was your initial assumption. Mm-hmm. That would be anyone's initial assumption. Mm-hmm. But then when he said Beskar, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God, Tim and I might be right. They're going to bring back the Imperial Mandalorians for this, aren't they? So that means that he still has Imperial Mandalorians under his command, which means what's-her-face, whose name we can never remember. <laughs> from the end of clone wars might actually be coming back. Yeah, uh, so I'm kind of torn I'm kind of torn on this part too is like is it is it going to be imperial mandalorians or is this going to be 
um, another like Mandalorian clan that maybe were was done dirty by Moff Gideon, and maybe like they felt like that they deserved to have him under their control. Um, I, I still think, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito had talked about um, Moff Gideon being involved in like other seasons. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of showed his hand on that one accidentally. Um, and so like, I still, I think after this episode, I think he's still going to continue to be the antagonist for this show. I don't think they're going to introduce a new one. Um, I'm really curious to see though, is like, yeah, is this the Imperial or these, the Imperial Mandalorians that we see in rebels that Sabine kind of stopped with her, um, the Duchess project, or is this someone else that after the, after the, the night of a thousand tears, um, after they glass Mandalore, like, did they go and did they take prisoners and like those that were left over, did they get kind of like conscripted to, to Gideon's ranks? Um, or like, is either it, you can fight with us or you die. Or is it Sabine and they want Mandalorian justice? And that's the other thing too. He's justice. like, yeah, was, was this like, a, was this a rogue group of Mandalorians that, that also have some beef with Gideon and they want justice for themselves? I don't know. Um, but knowing that there was like Beskar fragments that was like inlaid in the walls and whatnot like that, that was really cool. It was really, really neat. I, I want it to be here. Here's my thing. I want it to be the Imperial Mandalorians, which were technically dark malls by the end of the day, but I'm sure you could flip flop that in the lore. I want it to be them because I want to showcase that not all the Mandalorians have the good of Mandalore at heart. I think that's an important thing for the broader Star Wars universe to experience because you and I know that from Rebels and we know it from Clone Wars. We understand that concept at this point, which mostly Rebels. I actually don't think they were in Clone Wars, were they? No, well, it was, it was Death Watch kind of worked against the Republic. So, Death I mean, Watch was in Clone Wars and then like they continued on in, in, like, in Rebels to a certain degree as, for, as part of the Imperials. Um, the, the one thing that I'm, I'm really, I'm like playing around with in my head is, 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 are we going to like, is this going to be like a game of Thrones thing? You know, is like, is this just like a bad, like, is this like an evil sect of, of Mandalorians? Like, is this their way of bringing death watch back? Like it, like, I feel like, I feel like to have like a good, like for, for the, the Mandalorian story for them to have bad Mandalorians but in a way that like makes sense. I just, I don't, I'm having a hard time with like, they're, they are a part of the empire and they're like, they, they are continuing their ways. Cause like what would stop them for like, for wanting to continue on with their own ways after the empire fell? Um, like that's where I, I would, I really would love to know the dynamics of like what happened after we leave rebels. Cause there's still a lot of questions, right? Like we know that we know that the planet got, got glassed. We know that that somehow Bo lost the dark saber at some point, um, and we don't know what really happens to those Mandalorians that were captured after the fall of Darth Maul on Mandalore. Do you think we'll get a flashback of Bo losing the lightsaber? We have to. There has to be some, t- especially now with the way we leave her. The, you know, you know, when when Paz goes to to Bo and is like, the armorer wants to see you. And this whole idea of like, you know, acknowledging the fact that you saw a mythosaur, you are the dawn of a new age, you are the one to usher in the new life for the Mandalorians. Um, it is time for you to take up your rank as, as the true leader of Mandalore. So here, here are the two questions that I have is one, how does she get the Darksaber from Din? Because she has to fight it in, con- she, he has to lose it in combat to her. Right. 
So that's what I thought was going to happen is I thought at yeah, the end, Bo, I was waiting for Bo to check. So it was really odd that Paz took her down there by herself. I thought it was really cool that she told her to take her helmet off, acknowledge the fact that you walk both ways. You walk between both worlds, which I thought was fantastic. That was really cool. But it was still like a very like sneaky, like behind everyone's back kind of meeting. And so I thought once it cut that, you know, there was another conversation, another conversation that could have happened where it was like, you have to fight Din Djarin for the, the dark saber for you to truly be Mandalore. And so I feel like that still has to happen. Remember we saw when they were, when they were at the city center, Bo's whipping that thing around like, like no other's business. And Din is still fighting with it. It's not truly his. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't believe in it. And and she does. She believes that that is hers, and and she knows how to wield it. And so, he, I I wonder what's going to happen for her to get it because she needs to, she needs to get it back in order for her to truly lead. Um. So yeah, I think there's gonna have to be we have to go backwards in time to figure out how we got to where we are so that she can then take it back again. But I but remember, she also freely took it from Sabine. Sabine just gave it to her. Right. And so this is the part where I'm still very confused. Why was it okay for Sabine to give it to her, but Din couldn't give it back to her? There, like, and, and it's like, no, she has to win it by combat. But it's like you didn't win it by combat. So yeah. I'm still, I'm still very well, they, confused with that. Wasn't part the prophecy that if you don't win it by combat, that Mandalore is doomed, and then that was cursed. the whole point? Yeah, yeah it's, it's cursed. Correct. It's cursed. That's what it was. And so that, so that and so that was the whole thing is like, and so maybe she realized that she's like, oh, I didn't win this by combat the first time. I can't take it again, or it's gonna bad shit's gonna happen all over again. But she's also not one to believe in superstition. She never believed that Mandalore was cursed. It's almost like the force is guiding Mandalore too. Isn't that wild? There's 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 definitely something there with the storytelling. But yeah, I think we need to go back to the point in time where she loses it to understand how we got to where we are. But also remember, she didn't come back with a dark saber the first time, and everyone told her to f off, and all the Mandalorians went off and did their own thing. Remember, she lost all her people, all the people so, are under her. Well, I think I think. Well, the armor is right that no one's going to listen to anyone from the children of the of the Watch. No. So she's the only one that can go out there and, and mm-hmm. say like, "We have this settlement, we have this base, we're all going to work together, and we're going to take back Mandalore." You think Din's going to go with her? No. You think it's gonna be like an avatar moment when it was like he's going around flying the the great big guy and he's like getting all of the different Navi together to go fight? Is you think it's gonna be what I think is going to happen? And I think the reason that we saw the look on Bo's face is that they are gonna get a bunch of clans to come, they're gonna establish their base, and then the armor is gonna be like you must now challenge him in combat to you know officially take your rightful heir as Mandalore. We're gonna have quite the dilemma in our hands, but yeah. Because I don't know. All he has yeah. to do is fight her. He doesn't have to she die. Doesn't have to he doesn't have to him. die to her. He just has. She just has to disarm him. Right, and she she doesn't have to. He just has to actually fight her. He can't let her take it. Right. Which will be I don't. Know, I I mean, like, so yeah. Then you get to this 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 cross this this point at which this intersection of like, does Din like freely like? Does he just like recognize that and he kind of just like loses to her and just kind of like gives it to her like. I don't know. He doesn't but want if all the if all the Mandalorians are watching, he can't do that. Right. I know there's 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 a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. So so we'll, like he we'll, was definitely we'll, better with his best car spear than he ever has been with the Darksaber. Like that thing is a burden to him. He doesn't because want it's it. not meant for him. Right. 
the whole reason they had her use it uh, to save him was to show how graceful she was with it. And yeah, he you know, hasn't whipped it Rebels, out since. We know from Rebels and Sabine and Kanan and what was the, the tall guy's name? The, the big guy, I forget his name. That's Force Being that was by their base that Ezra big, and Kanan used to go visit. The big tree? The guy. I talked like this. Yeah, the guy who got really light. pissed off and called all the lightning yes. and when Thrawn came yeah. by. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but yes. I forget his name. But anyway, he... Um, you know, remember with Sabine and the weight and thing, they explain it in Rebels. Oh, there's a whole, yeah, there, I, I tweeted it because someone had asked me about it and I went and tweeted like the, like why the Darksaber behaves differently than other lightsabers is because it like, it feeds Bendu. off of, yeah, Bendu. It feeds off of the energy of the of the user and it's all of like their thoughts and feelings and so if they don't, if they if they aren't giving it the right, the right type of energy, then it just fights against them and becomes super heavy because you have to believe it. And at some point, I mean, the, the the end result of all this is obviously, you know, that will go back to where we started, which was the Darksaber was in the hands of the only Jedi Mandalorian to ever exist. And there's only one other Jedi Mandalorian that we know about at the moment. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it's meant for Grogu. I, I think we're, it's... we're years down the road. Yes, not now. I think yeah. you could have either a, a sequel era or post sequel era situation from Grogu wielding. Sure, the Dark I mean like, that could be. A I don't whole think com- we're there that yet. That could be a whole comic book. I could be in my late forties by the time we see anything close to that. So, but sure. I, that's my long term thing. Like, it's probably his at some point. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially as they restore Mandal. Could you imagine like one of Yoda's species being Mandalore the Great? That's just. It would be wild. But I don't like. Imagine trying to explain that to somebody like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Like, no, you don't even. No. <laughs> yeah, bro, this guy's really important. Cute little baby, and then yeah, I'm sorry with the yeah. Run on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like just overall, like the this this episode is was fantastic, and it's it's another one of those where it just like it leaves it leaves it open for just so many possibilities. I really I really do enjoy that they keep on going back to Coruscant, or just kind of like giving they they're doing a great job. The cadence of just like going back and forth of just being like, hey. Here's what's going on with the Mandalorians, but also here's what's going on so we can get to the beginning of episode seven with like a full understanding of of the dynamics and like the dichotomy of like the new republic and everything else that's going on and how the and how the first order was able to come to powder. It, it, at, at first, I was like, how how is it that the new republic let the first order build this armada, take over Ilum and make it into a super weapon? Because they didn't give a shit. They didn't care. They didn't and think any like, of that was important. Ah, this makes sense. <laughs> this, if anything, if anything, man, like the Mandalorian season three has done an amazing job of setting up the failures of the New Republic and why they got blasted into smithereens. It makes perfect sense because they were so they're they're pompous. They are they are so full of themselves. They're like ah, oh, we beat the Emperor. We we brought down tyranny. You know, we we did all this stuff. But all we did is we got complacent and we figured there's no way that anyone could touch us because evil has been eradicated from the universe and everyone has been has been liberated. I love how she said that she was like, I was I was liberated. Bullshit. You were not liberated. You're a double agent. You know, it's just like there's it's perfect. It is it is done so well because it was done so poorly in the movies. And like, and I really, really appreciate. Yeah, it's just like it was done so poorly in the movies that they it gave them enough time to truly 
build out a real story to get you from episode six to episode seven. Because there, there was no way to get there. There were so many questions. It was 20 years of just nothing. And then all of a sudden, we've got this massive superpower. So I think I think what, what Filoni, and we've talked about this before, but I think what Filoni is doing is a beautiful job of fixing all of the plot holes to get us to, to make sure that the movies synergize together and we're using the shows as a transportation vehicle to get us from one point to the next. And they've done Here's a all great the context job. you needed before the sequel right, trilogy. Exactly. But now out. you don't have to like go and read books and comics and shit. You can literally just watch it happen. You know, it, like when when he when um when he went to the to Coruscant to ask for help, he's like, there's like he's like Navarro, there's there's reports of of the Imperial stormtroopers walking the streets and officers still amongst them. How did we let this happen? And now we've got pirates. You know, all these things, and they're just like, eh, we've got better things to do. Like, and they can't even protect the mid rim. So, like, so what? All they've been doing is holding on to the core worlds, and and they let everybody else just kind of fall to the wayside. Well, what does that sound like to you, Kevin? That just sounds like the Empire all over again, because the Empire only cared about the core worlds. The mid rim got screwed because they're the farmers and everything else, and then the outer rim, the backwater planets, they got used as as, as essentially cannon fodder. And that's what's happening all over again. It's just, it's, it's the same shit with different paint. And it's just like, it's so frustrating to me. But at the same time, it's so exciting to see because it makes so much more sense as we go through. And also explains like, as we're going through like Jedi Fallen Order and whatnot, it explains how they were able to do all that stuff. It's just, it's, ah, oh, it's just really good storytelling and I'm very happy with it. And people can be all pissed off and shoot and Coruscant and all this other stuff. It's like, no, it's very, very important that we get we get we get the the storytelling, um, the way that they tell the story in Andor, it's really, really important that they continue that level of storytelling in things like Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Because Ahsoka is gonna be another, another show that's gonna open up a brand new can of worms, just like Mando has for the Mandalorian. You know, this whole idea of liberating Mandalore, and and I still don't understand how they're gonna be able to turn a glass planet into a livable, uh, livable area unless they're just gonna continue living in domes and things like that. But very intrigued and very interested to see like how Mandalore prospers post re like post rehab essentially, like when they go back and they 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 liberate the planet and they really bring it back if they bring it back to life. I'm very curious to see like how they do that as we go on. Um, but I think Ahsoka is going to be another show that's going to help fill gaps so that when we get to episode seven, when they drop us off, because at some point it, the storytelling will stop the storytelling of between six and seven, it will come to an end because there's only so much you can do until you end up on Jakku, but it's going to be just like Andor. It's going to make way more sense when you get to rogue one, you're going to understand what, I was going to say, we know it's on Jakku from the Aftermath books. Exactly. So I, I really feel like we're going to get to a point where it's all just going to click and it's going to be like, aha, I get it now. And, and so and it's nice feeling that because for the longest time, I've always just wanted to push the newest trilogies away because I really just didn't care about them because it just didn't really, it just always felt like just regurgitated content to a certain degree. But now as we start to give more life and we start to breathe in all of these ideas and things that are happening into the world, I'm kind of starting to enjoy the idea of really letting those movies live within the ecosystem because it just it never felt good before. 
I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I, our little kids will enjoy all of this a lot more than we got to because oh we had God. to like reverse engineer the entire thing thanks to yeah. Filoni and Favreau and and all them, but it is what it is. Well, we, we are over time for today because we do have a hard stop, but I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. So thank you once again for joining us on this uh, this journey that is the Mandalorian. Journey, uh, we'll, ha- we'll have some news next week to talk about. I know there's some pre-Star uh, Wars Celebration news that we didn't get to today. Um, uh, and if you have little younglings out there, make sure you check out Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, the shorts are out on YouTube now. It's it's for the tiny younglings like Julesy and Kyler, uh, which are our little younglings. So we, we um, start. We, we have Star Wars Celebration this week, next week, this week. Star next week. The eleventh. I think it's the eleventh. Two weeks. Okay. Well, I'm really excited. So uh, also, if you're super excited for um, for Celebration, uh, we're definitely going to be covering all of the news coming out of that. Uh, so it comes 10th, out on the seventh. So, so next, week. so next Friday. So so going into the following week, we'll make sure to cover it. We're probably going to do some, uh, probably some coverage throughout the weekend, maybe as well. But we'll uh, we'll figure that out. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what's coming out of Star Wars Celebration. There's still a lot of unknowns. Um, I was I was seeing that there's a lot of um, question marks as far as like panels and whatnot that are going to be happening that haven't been like announced or um, anything like that. I saw some chatter on on Twitter about people were kind of like, oh, I don't know. So we'll we're still applying for panels, which was interesting. So, ooh, okay, we shall see. But yeah, thank you for hanging out. Make sure you go head up uh, Tim at uh, fb.gg slash darkness forty nine and darkness forty nine everywhere else on the internet. Everything we do is at raredrop.co. So if you want to go listen to old episodes, maybe hear some of our wrong and right theories from previous seasons. I have to well, say one more thing about like our fans. Thank you guys so much for going back and listening to other episodes. Um, I've had multiple people come into chat and they're just being like, I listened. I just went back and listened to all of Star Wars and Scotch so I could get caught up. I could get lot. caught up for Mandalorian. I'm like, holy shit, that's over 100 episodes. And you listen to Kevin and I just ramble on. And so thank just you thank, thank you for the support. Um, it's really cool that y'all are going back and, and listening to, to older episodes. And thanks for engaging with us on Twitter. Um, and other like social media outlets because it's been really fun to see, especially like after these episodes drop and I wake up Thursday morning and I see people like tweeting at us about stuff. Uh, so so thank you for engaging with us. It's been super fun. And like this is the best time of year when it comes to like Star Wars and Scotch for me. I just like I love getting to talk about the shows with you, Kevin, and 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 you guys as well when you, you come into chat or even on on Twitter. So thank you. Yeah, it's Star Wars Christmas. That's Mandalorian. So yeah. uh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it too. And if you're enjoying it, rate, review, subscribe anywhere you watch, consume. Uh, it helps us out so much when you, uh, excuse me, leave us a review or uh, comment and whatnot. So engagement is key. So we appreciate that as well. If you want to chat with me, it's KMagic101 on Instagram, KevinXVision on Twitter. We will see you next week for episode six. We only got three more episodes of The Mandalorian, Star Wars Celebration the, uh, at the end of next week. Um, we are not doing a live stream for Star Wars Celebration that bit us in the ass last time. Uh, Tim, are you going to be streaming it though on your channel at least at all? Yeah, well, probably probably Friday. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be in chat hanging out with with uh, Tim's community. If you want to head over to fb.gg/darkness49 uh, next Friday the seventh, um, and we can uh, consume Star Wars. But we'll remind you again next week. Uh, in any event, we hope you have a fantastic one and that all your wildest Star Wars dreams come true during Celebration. Uh, but Tim, the force be with you. Da 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 da